from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Welcome to First Strike here on Visa. I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down all things associated with UFC 282. And what a pay-per-view card this could be. Lou Finnecaro is going to join me here in a matter of moments. Jordan Sherwood is going to join us as well. Dan Vreeland and Reed Kuhn to round out this hour. But without further ado, let's get to the man of the hour, Lou Finnecaro here. Follow him on Twitter as I do, at GamLou. And again, the host of the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, great to have you on. You and I talk on Tuesdays on First Strike First Look. We try to get ahead of those numbers and see how they have shifted. It feels like all the money is coming in on Magomed Lankalaev here in the main event against Jan Bohovich. Do you like the way that this line is starting to move? Do you think there's a, a live dog scenario here in this main event? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I love this show, and I love to watch the other handicappers and you interact. Um, I think the fight was probably opened a little tighter than it should have been. And while I want to give Jan Blahovich as much possible respect as I can, I do think of is more than a two to one favorite and about a three to one favorite. So I think that the current price is reflective of these two guys' skills, given the fact that Blahovitz has more experience. He also has more wear and tear on the tread. Yeah, absolutely. He does at 39 years of age against Ankalaev here at 30 here uh, for the light heavyweight uh, title bout here. 
when you look at stylistically what we think we're going to see in this matchup, and again, that gets the pathway of victory, and certainly when we get to the total rounds, do you think this is going to be a long night here? Do you think it could be if the favorite, now minus 330 that we see here at DraftKings, you see a price here, three and a half rounds for this uh, potential five-round uh, light heavyweight title matchup. The over minus $1.05, the under minus $1.25, which leads you to believe that they, the, the matchmakers out here believe at least uh, that maybe this is an early and easy work for Ankaliyev here. Do you lean towards the under or the over? I lean to giving Jan his credit. And I think that translates into a fight that could easily, that that should go over three, three and a half, maybe even to decision. I'm, I, I really like the price on Ankaliyev inside the distance, but I don't think that gives Jan his due respect. And for that reason, I lean more to Ankaliyev in a straight bet. And I do believe that the fight goes more than a couple of rounds for sure. All right. So again, that over right now, minus $1.05. Ankaliyev by decision, by the way, is plus 215 if people don't want to lay that big price tag of 330 if you think you can get to all five and Ankalaev, the younger fighter by nine years, if he can get his arm raised in victory. There are so many fights in this fight card, Lou, here. Uh, certainly when you get up to a pay-per-view card that you go, could be fight of the night. But when you look at Bryce Mitchell against Ilya Tapuria here, Thug Nasty back in that octagon, uh, octagon as a small dog to Tapuria here, this does feel like in the featherweight division, it could be the uh, fireworks for potential three rounds. How do you view this? And do you think Thug Nasty should be the small dog? I think it should be lined as tight as it is. If I'm the uh, bookmaker and I'm glad I'm not, I, I'm lining Thug Nasty a little bit of a favorite. I think he's been in with better. He's taller, longer. And I think, his three-year age advantage, 28 to 25, translates to maturity. So I, I lean to Thug Nasty here. I, I still look at Tapori as a little bit of, of a cocky young kid, and I think he's going to learn a little something on Saturday night. Yeah, that's what really is interesting to me, that they make Mitchell the small dog here at plus twenty and uh, Taporia right now the minus 140 betting favorite. 25 years young for Taporia, obviously. Bryce Mitchell, who's been inactive with some injuries here at 28. But you mentioned that height. Look at that there. He's got the three-inch height advantage, but yet only a one-inch uh, reach advantage here. Is this a fight that we know the finishing potential that a Bryce Mitchell has, and certainly Taporia as well? Is this a fight that's going to go all three and hit the judges' scorecard? Do you think we got to hold on and, and don't blink in this one? No, I, I think there's going to be a lot more rolling around on the canvas than people think. I, I tend to think this is a decision fight, and I don't know that it's got fight of the night, maybe performance of the night, because I think we're going to see two guys rolling as opposed to two guys striking. And that's what we're always trying to figure out is exactly what type of fight we think we might see here. Uh, Edmund Shabazian is back in this one. Shabazian right now minus two, 295 here in his matchup. Is that overpriced in your estimation as we go down the card a little bit and get to some of the uh, prelim fights? I think when we look at this fight after the fight, we'll think that it's appropriately priced. I, I, the change in gym from a, from a toxic location to a very positive location with fighters his size that can compete with him on different levels, on different uh, specialties, fight specialties, I think is going to really benefit Shabajan. He's athletic, young, strong. Both these guys enter having lost their last three, so we're going to get plenty of desperation. I think Lungiambula has been in with a lesser pedigree of fighter, and he's more a one-trick pony with power 
whereas Shabazzian's a much more well-rounded mixed martial artist. And I think his time at Extreme Couture with Coach Nixick is going to show in a really exciting dynamic form. And again, it, it's tough when you look at him in here, 10 years, the junior in this fight, and also a four-inch height advantage, although two inches uh, he's giving up in reach. But again, you can understand why right now at minus 295, he is that big-time favorite. Uh, I do want to go back here to so some of the fights that we talked about on Tuesday and see if anything's changed for you uh, during the weigh-ins here. We talked about Darren Till against uh, Duplessis, as you always do the proper pronunciation here. Uh, what do you make of, of what you saw? today on the scales anything that would that would lead you to a different direction because i know you like duplacy here when we talked on tuesday right now he's minus a dollar 80 in the betting market yeah that's a bunch different price than what i realized and so uh, this is going to be a much more competitive fight than people think i, I firmly believe we're going to get the absolute best that till can provide but I think what Duplessis is is just a little too explosive and too strong for Darren Till. And I think that we'll probably see Darren Till move along uh, and have to step aside for a younger, more violent fighter in the South African Duplessis. Yeah, and that's the thing here. You look at the ages, 29 and 28, but it does feel like Darren Till maybe a bit, little bit longer inside that octagon here. And you look at some of the price points here for some of the prop scenarios here, Lou. Is there a method of victory that you might like Duplessis by? KOTK or DQ right now, plus 165. We know Till wants to throw those hands. By sub, plus 450. Bit of, bit of a longer shot there by decision, plus 350. Is this one of those that you might not want to get too cute with the method of victory? Well, the, the total tells you one of these two guys is going to touch the other. Which one do you think it's going to be? I'm going to take the more explosive, uh, seemingly fresher fighter in Duplessis. And you can get plus money there at plus $1.65 on the uh, younger fighter by one year over Darren Till. Uh, I do want to get to a couple of the fights here very quickly. Obviously, whenever Patty Pimblett's on a card, Lou, something you and I again talked on Tuesday, Boy, he's been bet up uh, through the, you know, once this card was announced against Jared Gordon here, he's now up to 245 as a betting favorite against Jared Gordon, plus 205. Those two guys got into it a little bit, uh, certainly in, in the media discussions there. At the weigh-ins, anything that, any tells that you might have seen from Patty Pimblett in the biggest stage so far in his young Octagon career? Uh, no, I think he's handling it great. He's a mature young kid, really away from the octagon, intelligent and articulate, and I think he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's providing seats and eyeballs for the UFC, and he's going to get paid for doing that. He just has to win. I think he's in a good position in this fight. Yeah, so again, minus 245 there. You see his seven years, the junior of Jared Gordon here. Uh, everything else, pretty much the, the reach advantage rather large there for Patty Pimblett. So we've seen Pimblett now. He did get a submission uh, not too long ago. Now again, KOT, KRDQ, plus 275. Is there any price point that you might want to look to the plus price tag instead of laying that big number with Patty? Yeah, I'd be interested in, in either the inside the distance or the plus 275 KOT, KODQ. Pimlet has voiced uh, uh, angst that he isn't being taken seriously. So we could get, you know, we could see some of his power. He's a big kid. He is a big kid. And right now, as the co-main event, the biggest spot here for Patty Pimblett. So let's see if he can get it done. The betting market certainly thinks he will do just that. Uh, you got Alex Morono on this card against Santiago Ponzanibio. Ponzanibio right now minus $1.80. Morono right now plus $1.55. What do you make of this matchup here as we stay on the main card? 
I think both Alex's on this card are live. I, I think mm. Morono is live and he matches up better with Ponzinibbio than people might expect. He's durable, tough. And... Yeah, it's certainly Morono right now. Yeah, plus a dollar fifty-five here. Yeah, Alex Hernandez. Uh, Alex Hernandez right now plus a dollar forty against Billy Q, Billy Quarantino. So uh, both Alex's in lose estimation are certainly live in this fight as well. Again, uh, really, when you have a, a card like this, when you have a pay-per-view UFC 282 uh, at this caliber, you're going to have some great fights. Chris Curtis right now, plus $1.45 against Joaquin Buckley. Of course, Buckley with one of the best highlight knockouts we've seen in the last couple of years in the UFC. So it's a very, very deep card. And again, uh, Lou, if we have you back very quickly as we wrap this up, just tell the people what they get when they tune in each and every week to the Bout Business Podcast. 16 to 18 minutes of my final release is hopefully the technology that I have for the Bout <laughs> Business podcast is better than the technology I'm using right now. I apologize to the producers and the listeners. I hope everybody has a great and Thanks for tuning in. Modern technology escapes me as well sometimes, Lou. So all good. I think we're picking up what you're putting down. Again, check out the Bout Business podcast. He also has his releases here if you're a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you can access those at VEASAN.com. Always appreciate Lou Finicaro joining us here each and every week on First Strike. But when we come back, we're going to go to the great city of Chicago, and Jordan Sherwood will be standing by in the second city, and we'll get his thoughts as well as we get ready for what should be a very exciting UFC 282. Come on back. First Strike here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for all MMA events. Eligible restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. We roll on on this edition of First Strike here. Dave Ross live at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Always good to catch up with our guy, Jordan Sherwood, back in the great city of Chicago. Again, you can follow him as I do at Wood on ESPN 1000. Jordan, welcome back to the program, my friend. Hey, it's the final one of the year, and we all get a break. But it feels like a big one, obviously, when you get the uh, you know a strap on the line here. The light heavyweight championship is on the line here. Uh, what do you make of the main event here? Because I think some people believe that Ankalaev, maybe Jan Blachowicz getting a little bit long in the tooth, 39 versus 30. Is it the age? Is that the number one factor for you? Because I know Blachowicz has seen everything potentially that you can see in this division. I know. I think it's probably coming to fruition, the crowning of a champion that was probably going to happen maybe at the end of 2023. You know, I think everybody pegged Magomed and Kalaev as, as the next big thing in the light heavyweight division. He came in with a lot of notoriety, and albeit he slipped up with one second remaining in his UFC debut, uh, you know, now he's on a nine fight win streak. He, he's, you know, that he's got the rare combination of great striking, outstanding wrestling. He's proven that he's got some strong cardio, and, you know, he has gone through every single challenge that's been presented to him. And, you know, obviously before the Glover and Yuri news, uh, this was going to be a title eliminator fight where if Magomed was able to get past, you know, the former champion, Jan Blahovich, you know, he was going to earn his right to, to, uh, to, you know, go after the strap at light heavyweight. So I just think he gets crowned, uh, you know, quicker than, than, than what we thought. I think he's better just everywhere than, than Jan Blahovich. Wherever this fight's going to go, he's going to have an advantage. Clearly has an advantage on the feet with the variety of striking, how patient he is at times. And if he needs to take this fight to the ground, we've, we've, we've seen Jan, you know, obviously get overwhelming at, uh, against superior grappling like he was against Glover Teixeira. My issue is, is that, you know, does Magomedov make a mistake? Because if he does, Jan Blachowicz is there to, to take advantage of that. We saw that in the fight against Corey Anderson. Uh, we saw that in the fight against Dominic Reyes when you know, Jan became the champion. So uh, he's got the experience, uh, the Polish power does. But, Dave, I, th- I think clearly, even at a, a minus 300, the value is at Magomed and Kalayev. He's He's the rightful champion now at 205, and he's going to earn it tomorrow night. The total rounds here, three and a half, again, juiced a little bit to the under at minus $1.25, the over here minus $1.05. I know sometimes you go, if you want to respect the former champion in Blahovich, maybe you play the over, thinking that he, he can extend this fight 
Is there danger in that theory here? Because, look, when Blahovich even go against the fight against Israel Adesanya, right? He did wrestle, and he kind of wore out the smaller guy that was coming up that day. Would he want to think about trying to do that? Because, you know, the Polish power, you think about the hands. Is there any safe haven for Jan if he does try to take this to the fight and extend it a little bit by going down to the mat? Yeah, it might, it might be smart for him to prolong the rounds and, and try and see if Magalhaed can, can carry his power, his cardio into the championship rounds because obviously Jan's been there. You know, Ankalaev, you know, certainly has, has not. But I think the safest play on the total is under four and a half. I mm. do think we get a finish, either the, the great power that, that Jan Blachowicz possesses or what I think is going to happen is a takedown some point in the first, second, third round. And then Magomed just overwhelms Jan Blachowicz and, and gets him out of there via submission or, or ground and pound. So I think the safest play is under four and a half, which is, you know, dollar 70. So a little bit of juice there, but that's going to be my recommendation. I think we get a finish. I think it's on Kaliyev that gets the finish. But uh, certainly if you believe that Jan Blachowicz has one more nice, you know, run in him, then you play that as well. You know, Jordan, certainly, obviously, that's the main event, right? But it feels like if you've been watching the promotion leading up to this UFC 282 card, it feels like everybody's talking about Patty Pimblett, right? This is the biggest uh, spotlight for him now in his UFC career as the co-main event, taking on Jared Gordon, and it's been bet up accordingly. Now up to 245 here. What do you make of Patty? Because I think we all kind of said, is it too much too soon? Is he is he all flash and no substance? But maybe the substance is starting to come around a little bit. He does have some physical advantages here. One, he's seven years younger. Two, he's got a five-inch reach advantage. What do you make of Pimblet in this spot against Gordon? And there's some bad blood now between these two guys, apparently. Yeah, well, actually, I'd argue that there's uh, more bad blood between him and Ilya Tapura, uh, <laughs> and they might, you know, end up meeting each other if both are successful uh, tomorrow night. Um, I th- look, I think those in the know, those in the industry, know that that Patty Pimblet is probably not as good as he's perceived to be, or at least the public believes that he is. But he's got a great personality. He's obviously got the backing of, of, of Dave Portnoy and Barstool, so mm-hmm. he's got that popularity as well. And this is the right fight for him. Like, Jared Gordon's a good fighter. He, he's got talent all around. He's been in there with Charles Oliveira, and, he, you know, he trains with Bilal Muhammad and, and Paul Felder. So it's, an, it's the right next test for, for Patty Pimblett. And I really thought that this moment was going to be too much for Jared Gordon having the spotlight on him. He's been fine all fight week. We'll see how he acts tomorrow night. But I, I think once again, Patty Pimblett's going to overwhelm him. This is a, this is another calling card, a fight that Patty Pimblett should win, should get through that first round and then get a takedown. And and I think actually a submission prop is in play. We saw Jared Gordon uh, succumb to submission his last time out against Grant Dawson. I understand that was the only time that we've seen Jared Gordon get submitted and he's get he's he's got a he's a good wrestler. Patty's been in trouble the last two fights we've seen him against not superior competition. But I think they are slowly, slowly rolling out the Patty Pimblet show. And this is the perfect fight for him, a guy that he should overwhelm. And I like the under and I think Patty Pimblet gets the job done inside the distance. His athletic talent, the age that you mentioned, Dave is going to be enough for me to believe he gets his hand raised tomorrow night in convincing fashion. i got to tell you, I've been burning a couple of these props uh, trying to figure out the pat- pathways of victory for Patty. Plus 275 KO, TKRDQ, plus $2 here for sub. And you go, oh, he's not going to get a sub. Well, he got it a couple times out when I thought he'd get the KO, TKR. So he's very versatile uh, both on the mat and certainly with his hands. They seem to be improving for Patty Pimblett. I do want to get to a, a very in- intriguing fight. Hey, look, whenever you have Darren Till back on a, on a card, very popular fighter, obviously. 
But going up against a guy, Andrikas uh, Duplessis here, who feels like he can fight fire with fire. I don't know if you want to get in the hands contest with Darren Till, but what type of fight do you see? And Duplessis right now is minus $1.80. Darren Till, a solid underdog at plus $1.55. Yeah, I, I think it's actually recency bias that has bet this line down. I think a lot of people thought Duplessis, the, the last time we saw him, was going to overwhelm Brad Tavares. And, and we know what Brad Tavares is. He's an outstanding 185er, been in the UFC forever, good gatekeeper. And he, he lasted you know three rounds with Duplessis, and, and Duplessis was in trouble at times. And, and Tavares leaned on his wrestling. That's not going to be the case with Darren Till. Darren Till doesn't possess that, that wrestling that grappling that that could cause some problems for Duplessis. He's going to give the fight that Duplessis wants, and that's stand and trade and see if you can you knock each other out. Darren Till looked good on the scale. He's been saying all the right things. People, you know, point to he's training with Hamzat Shemaev. That's very good. But the dude is one in four in his last five fights. He's not the same fighter that earned the title shot against Tyron Woodley in the welterweight division. And I think the athleticism, the power that Duplessis is going to have, uh, is going to overwhelm the Darren Till. And I, I think we get a stoppage. I think Duplessis gets back on track to this this hype train that he's on, he's behind. A lot of a lot of young guys with hype trains on this fight card all throughout the fight card. Uh, and I think Duplessis is one of them. And he's going to look impressive. Just too much talent, overwhelm. And I just don't trust Darren Till to be healthy, be right, even though he was solid on the scale earlier today. So I, I like Duplessis as, the, as straight up money line. And if you want to get creative, I think, Winning via KO, if you want that plus money, that's where you grab. Yeah, that is plus money there. What, plus $1.45 if you like him by KO, so turn that negative into a positive. Let's get to the big boys here because we got Biggie Boy back in this card here with Yari Zeno, uh, Rosenstrike against Chris Dawkins here. Uh, Biggie Boy right now a solid favorite, about minus $1.70. Uh, Dawkins right now plus $1.45 in the comeback. Do you think Rosenstrike, just look, he's almost 20 pounds heavier than, than Chris Dawkins is in this fight. We know the speed is going to go to the underdog. What do you make of this heavyweight matchup? Yeah, I, I, I really think that Biggie Boy just has to touch Dawkins once and, 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 and lights are going to go out. Uh, I don't know where Chris Dawkins is. I mean, look, his brother looked terrible. Last week, Dawkins is talking about moving down to 205 at, at some point, and he, we saw him get just overwhelmed by power uh, against Derek Lewis. And I think Jazirio Rosenstrike has a striking advantage. Great counter striker uh, is going to be able to land something at some point and change the directory of the fight. If you believe Dawkins, I mean, my my official play on this is is an under at one and a half. I think one of the guys' lights is going out at a dollar seventy, but I think the straight money line on, on John Zero uh, is also is also the smart play. I just think that that it's going to take a lot more from Dawkins to knock out you know Rosenstruck than it is Rosenstruck to knock out Dawkins. So uh, obviously anything could happen with heavyweights. But I'll lean on the power, that weight advantage, the counter-striking, and the variety of striking that Biggie Boy can bring in the cage for him to get his hand raised over Chris Dacus tomorrow night. He is Jordan Sherwood. He is the host of the unnamed MMA podcast out of the great city of Chicago. Give it a listen. Jordan, we always appreciate your insights each and every week here on First Strike. Enjoy the fights. We'll catch up again once the UFC comes back, my friend. So enjoy your holiday break. There he is, everybody. Jordan Sherwood out of Chicago. When we come back, Dan Vreeland joins the program next to get his thoughts on UFC 282. Come on back. First strike here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Start your morning with VEASAN's newest podcast, VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebaum gives you every piece of info you need to be ready for betting the day's biggest games in just 15 minutes. He discusses line movements, injuries, and what you need to be looking at before you make those wagers. So make the VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast part of your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, first strike here in Las Vegas. Always a pleasure to be joined by Dan Breland right now as we try to do each and every week. Dan, great to have you back on the program, my friend, this week. Hey, we're getting to uh, USC 282. We got a pay-per-view card here, so we know how deep these cards can be. And sometimes you can find some value, uh, certainly going off the beaten path a little bit. Alex Morono against uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio is a very intriguing match. We talked to Lou Finicaro earlier in the program. He likes both Alex's potentially to be live here. What what do you make of Morona right now as an underdog? Plus $1.55. Ponzinibbio here, 36 years of age. Uh, Morona, four years his junior. Ponzinibbio, minus $1.80. You know, I, I really like Alex Morano, and I think the run he's been on has been super underrated. 
But I do worry about him against a guy like Santiago Pontanibio because one of the things about Murano is, is Murano just puts a pace on people. You know, if you, you go back and look at some of the fights where he looked his absolute best, it's he's getting in people's face. He's, he's turning it into a dogfight. And, and he's fighting these guys who, you know, no offense to the Cowboy Cerrones of the world, aren't guys who are going to take you out at this stage in their career. My problem here against Santiago Ponzinibbio is I'm not sure he can put that kind of pace on Santiago Ponzinibbio and be in his face and not get hit with some sort of nasty counter. Santiago Ponzinibbio hits like a truck. And in addition to that, you know, I, I heard a bunch of people saying, you know, this is going to be at a, a 180. You know, Murano is a, a weight bully and that's great for him and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. I actually think that this plays in favor of Santiago Ponzinibbio, who no longer really has to worry about his cardio being depleted because he doesn't have this massive weight cut to do that he had already been preparing for. So he's a guy who goes into this fight, winds up not having to cut hardly any weight because his weight was already pretty close to 180, and Murano's struggling to make weight. Murano is a guy who had to you know, put in the work to even get down to 180. So I think the dynamic of the cardio, which is one of Murano's best weapons, is now kind of taken away from him. So I actually like the favorite a lot in this one in Ponzinibbio. All right, so Ponzinibbio right now, uh, again, a, a bigger favorite here. But KOTKRDQ plus 215. Sub seems like a long shot at four, 14 to 1. Win by decision, plus $1.75. What method do you think is more than likely if Ponzinibbio is going to get his arm raised? You know, I, I kind of do like the decision prop. Yeah. While, while I do think he's going to crack him with a ton of counters, and he's, he's really going to put Murano in a bad place a bunch of times, that dude is so durable. Like that dude is taking some massive shots and, and he seems to just walk through all of them. Now, I don't, I don't think he's going to, you know, look particularly good at the end of the fight, but I don't think necessarily that Ponzinibbio is going to get him out of there. All right. So maybe by decision could be a way to go plus a dollar 75 uh, for the favorite here in, in Ponzinibbio. Let's go to uh, Billy Q uh, against uh, Alexander Hernandez here. Hernandez right now, plus money in the comeback, plus a dollar 40 Billy Q Billy Quarantino right now, minus a dollar uh, 85 is what I'm seeing here. Uh, minus dollar 65 rather. Uh, what do you make of that price point for Billy Q? Is that a little bit too high for your liking? It is a little bit too high for my liking, but one of the things I will say about Billy Q here is, uh, like I said about Murano, he's a guy who puts pace on people, and not to continue to bring weight cutting back into the question here, but Alex Hernandez was a big 55er. He was a cut 55er. He looked huge at 55. He's coming down to 45 for this fight. Uh, I saw him on the scale. He looked like that. Uh, he looked absolutely awful on the scale. And for me, that's a big tell that, is he going to be able to keep the same pace as Billy Q puts on his opponents? So, yeah, I don't love Billy Q at negative 165, but I will say you want to go digging for a KO prop here because Alexander Hernandez, somebody who's already been knocked out, never mm -hmm. mind going down weight where he's got to take that water out of his brain. Billy Q is a guy who finishes people with not just KOs, but with TKOs, you know, ground and pound, good wrestling, all that kind of stuff. I love the pace he puts them on. Maybe a late KO here for Billy Q is probably a way you can extract some value out of that. Probably, you're right, a little bit too wide of a line. I like that, though, where your head's at here, that we've seen Hernandez go out before, so if you don't want to play the bigger, uh, lay that bigger price tag minus $1.65, look for that scenario that you could get a finish here by Billy Q as this fight goes deeper into the rounds, potentially three-round matchup here uh, on the undercard. It could be a very entertaining fight. Uh, Joaquin Buckley has had one of these showcase finishes that we've seen in the UFC in the last couple of years. Uh, against Chris Curtis, and we know what type of fighter Chris Curtis is here. And right now, Buckley minus a dollar seventy against Curtis is Curtis live as a dog at plus a dollar forty-five in the comeback for the challenger. A thousand percent, he is. He's a huge live dog here. I, I love him in this spot. I actually, 
I had him in his debut for the upset. I had him in his Brandon Allen fight for the upset. And I've got him here in the Joaquin Buckley fight for the upset. Because the thing about Chris Curtis is, first of all, he's really durable. So we're going to put him in there against a guy who, you know, pretty much relies on the KO. Mm -hmm. Relies on the KO power, relies on hitting you hard. And you're going to put him in there with a guy who doesn't go out, right? Like, he, you take Chris Curtis and you put him up against Phil Hawes. He took the best Phil Hawes has, turned around and knocked Phil Hawes out. He did the same thing with Brandon Allen. So, yes, Joaquin Buckley hits harder than those two guys. But we got a guy already with good cardio, with, you know, good rebounding skills, with a good thick skull, exactly the type of thing you want here. And he's shown he can fight a smart fight. You know, when you look at that Rodolfo Vieta fight, he stayed away from the grappling of Vieta. He made sure that he made it his kind of fight in that fight. Now, that didn't necessarily work out against Hermanson, which is why I think you see that line creeping up to where it is. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, I don't think we're going to see Joaquin Buckley implement a similar game plan to Jack Hermanson. I think it's going to be a nice spot here for Chris Curtis. Yeah, the Joker is just so awkward, right? Buckley should be a little bit more straightforward, you would think, for Chris Curtis uh, in this matchup. That was what frustrated Curtis in that fight uh, against Jack Hermanson is that he could not get the timing and the rhythm. So you think that's going to be in play here. If that's being said here, the over right now is minus $1.80 to go over a round and a half. Do you think he could a late KO could be in vogue here for Curtis at plus $3? You know, I actually think the under is is probably a good play on that uh, that that one and a half because look, if Joaquin Buckley does win this fight, it is probably going to be quick and finally. And if you look at Chris Curtis's earliest fight, you look at his fight with Brendan Allen, you look at his fight with Phil Hawes, he got those guys out in under a round and a half. So you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Curtis could get the under there. And you'd probably safeguard yourself from, you know, a Joaquin Buckley quick finish, too. I like where your head's at there, Dan, because plus dollar forty-five. if this fight goes under that total of a round and a half. Look, I, I keep saying it here, Dan. I've been saying it all week, too. It's, yes, I understand that we've got a championship in the light heavyweight division at stake, but it does feel like the showcase for Patty Pimblett. Right now, he is the co-main event against Jared Gordon. They were talking some smack, had, had a little Conor McGregor vibe to it. Like, you know, who the blank is that guy? Pimblet right now is minus 245. We all know who he is. Is Jared Gordon the right opponent for Pimblet, or is there real danger here in this co-main event? I think there's huge danger in this co-main event for Patty Pimblet. And first of all, I think that price is ridiculous. You know, Patty Pimblet beating Luigi Vendramini and Jordan Levitt is not enough to make him a two and a half to one favorite over a guy like Jared Gordon who's been in there with with Charles Oliveira and and you know, people like that. So First of all, I think there's a huge problem with him being priced where he is. And second of all, I actually think I like the money line here on Jared Gordon. He's got great wrestling skills. It's not like he can't box. He's extremely hard to put away from time to time. In like, you know, drawing a path to victory for Patty Pimblett, I don't see the knockout on the feet. I know some people are bigger on Patty Pimblett striking than I am. Do I see him subbing Jared Gordon? I'm probably not there either. So, you know, this is going, to, I think, to be a 15-minute knock him down, drag him out type fight. I also really love the Jared Gordon decision prop. This dude doesn't finish hardly anybody. Like his last six wins are all by decision. So if you like Jared Gordon at plus 200, which by the way, I already do. I love him at decision plus 450 because hey, if he's going to win, that's where you're going to get him. Yeah, because look at the, for the pathways of victory for Gordon here as a dog, 7-1 for KOTKRDQ, not likely. Sub, 12-1, to so I'm with you. If you like the dog here, instead of taking that uh, over $2 price tag there, you can get 450 here. The most likely way for Gordon to get a victory is to outwork Patty Pimblett uh, over the course of the three rounds. Okay, because it is a title battle, I got to get your thoughts. Uh, certainly on the main event, this card obviously has been jumbled around here, so you got Jan Blahovic, the former champion against Magomed 
Uncle Live. A lot of people believe that Uncle Live, the time is now, 30 versus 39. Is the age the number one concern for you? Or do you say, hey, Bohovich has been in there with the best. He's been the champ. So there's nothing really that Uncle Live could throw at him that he hasn't really seen yet. Yeah, I actually really like the underdog in this spot, too. Uh, I know I'm going underdog, underdog on the top of this card, but, <laughs> man, I, I really do like Jan Blankovic in this main event spot because, you know, I think people see the name Magomed Ankalaev and it, uh, automatically assume, you know, a Dagestani guy is going to go in there and, and wrestle. But if, if you actually look at the stats behind what he's looked like in the wrestling game, he's actually fared pretty poorly offensively wrestling. You know, his, his takedown accuracy in the UFC is 33%. Uh, he went three and nine against um, uh, Nikita Krylov, who I don't particularly think of as a great defensive wrestler. So, you know, Jan Blankovic has been in there with, you know, like you said, some of the best dudes in the world. I mean, he stuffed half a Glover to share his attempts. I think he can stuff plenty of Magomed Ankalaev's attempts. And when we talk about this fight being a standing trading fight, yeah, like Jan Blankovic just stood in front of Israel Adesanya and kickboxed mm-hmm. with him. Who Who is Magomed Ankalaev stood in front of that is giving us all this confidence about what he could do. Anthony Smith, you know, a guy who I largely think of as a, a grappler and a jujitsu specialist, uh, you know, Ian Kudalaba, like uh, his kickboxing hasn't passed the eye test to me, nor has, you know, the opponents of the resume. Dan, great stuff as always. Uh, follow him on Twitter at, at Gambling Podcast, uh, Gumby Freeland, but Gambling Podcast, Cage Side Press, Top Turtle MMA, SGPN MMA as well. Dan, great stuff as always. We'll catch up with you again very, very soon, my friend. When we come back, Reed Kuhn joins us from Washington, D.C. Next, First Strike on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Here on First Strike, Dave Ross in Las Vegas. Reed Kuhn joins us each and every week from Washington, D.C. Reed, always great to have you back on the show. At Fightnomics is where you can follow him on Twitter. Also the author of a book of the same name. Reed, is very cool. I saw you on Twitter, Twitter giving out some props to people as your star has been blowing up as rightfully it should. But one name really caught me off guard. MC Hammer. Tell me about the relationship between Reed Kuhn and Don't Hurt Him Hammer. Yeah, you know, he he was actually involved in the MMA industry for a hot minute, founded a company called Alchemist Management that I was involved in. And uh, yeah, we, we co-founded a company together about a decade ago. So he was one of the original people that saw my reports and said, hey, get this guy involved. I was doing scouting reports, competitive reports for a lot of fighters. Um, and fun fact, like I actually ran into him just on the street in Oakland. I mean, that guy is famous in Oakland. He's the unofficial <laughs> mayor of that town, uh, just to run into him on the sidewalk one day. And Hey, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I, I live here for a year. Uh, so yeah, good times back in the day, but he's not involved in MMA anymore, but you know, it's one of those brushes with celebrity. That's fun. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. He was an Oakland A's bat boy back in the day before he became for my money, the best dancer we've ever seen in hip hop, uh, through the and years. He, for still MCM. Is. he, he, he is can still, still go. Amazing. Still amazing. The guy is on Twitter posting videos of himself at his age. It is amazing. He just has to so, so cool. Uh, very quickly, too, because you do something very cool. I, I you know, I, I love my food. I love my drinks, but I'm not really good at pairing things. You more you have a more of a sophisticated palate than I do. You host these big parties for big time events like UFC 282. What do you have on the menu for tomorrow? If you actually read the fine print on my Twitter, it says pairing fine wine with UFC. Um, I've had that there. No one's ever called me out for it. But yeah, I'm usually stress cooking on Saturday nights. But this time I'm inviting a whole bunch of people for the year end blowout. I mean, this is the last pay-per-view of the year. It's usually a big card. Um, celebratory holidays were all decorated out. So yeah, like I've, I've got a, a printed menu for the crew. I've got a VIP crew of Silicon Valley tech moguls. Uh, heroes and professional gamblers. Uh, it should be a fun crowd tomorrow night. So watch out for what we're up to. Well, I'm glad I'm the first one to call you out for it because that's absolutely amazing that you do that uh, for the big fight cards. Oh, look, while you're eating and pairing those wines together, we do have a pretty good card. I want to get your thoughts on it. Let's start off with Billy Q against uh, Hernandez here. And right now, uh, it looks like Billy Q's been going up a little bit as the fight week has gone on. What do you make of this spot for Quarantino here? Do you think he's the the, the rightful favorite at sixty? five over Alexander? He's been hit or miss. Um, and Alexander is dropping a weight class. So there's some uncertainty with that. But when you pair them up just by the numbers, ignore the weight class drop for Hernandez. Uh, he is going to be the more accurate. Well, I, I feel like he's not necessarily as accurate, but he's going to be landing more punches. The problem is Billy Q's defense. It is by far the worst on the entire card. For every two punches thrown at his head, he's eating one of them. Mm. And that is not something you want to do. And Hernandez has been very effective in causing damage and beating people up and getting those finishes. And if he's teeing off in Quarantillo, I think that adds up. And so that tells me there's some 
upset potential. And that's agnostic of the weight class difference. So I, I add that as a bonus in where I'm willing to go in the underdog here. I see it as slightly better than a coin flip for Hernandez. And with that price, that means, yeah, I should be in on that underdog here. Yeah, Alexander Hernandez right now, plus forty, And I love the way with the numbers that you find the value in that number. And again, when it's more than a coin flip of plus forty with the punching potential that he has against Billy Q, who's easy to hit, I'm picking up what you're putting down right there. You know, Chris Curtis is a very interesting guy here at 185 pounds against Joaquin Buckley. Again, you think of Buckley, you think of the showcase finish with, with the spinning uh, you know, leg kick after his, his other leg was trapped and he gets that incredible finish. People think of that. But Curtis is a guy that can be very, very crafty for a guy who looks like a loose and free uh, fancy fighter. What style of fight do you think you're going to see from Curtis at plus $1.45? And is he live in your opinion? So Chris Curtis uh, has never attempted a takedown, and he hasn't had to, right? His hands have been getting it done for him. Um, but similar story here. The red flag for me is the fact that he eats a lot of punches. He actually dishes out quite a lot. He's an accurate striker, uh, but he eats a lot in return. Now, that hasn't been too much of a problem for him, but now he's facing Buckley. Buckley has the highest power share of strikes on of anybody on this card. So the vast majority of the time, he's swinging for the fences. He's throwing bid strikes, kicks. Um, big power punches. He doesn't mess around with a jab. When he throws, he's all in. And that is something that Curtis cannot play around with. And he doesn't really have the ground game to retreat to. And Buckley does have a bit of a ground game. So that's why I think Buckley is a deserving favorite here. Um, this is definitely a situation. I'll be sweating a little bit uh, playing the favorite because Curtis just has been so effective. Um, but I do think Buckley has the ingredients to finish this. And I get plus $1.50 if you like Buckley by KOTKRDQ here. Sub is certainly a long shot at 22 to 1 and a decision plus 275. So it does feel like a win by finish is plus $1.40, which I think Reed sees some value in those numbers, certainly for Buckley here at that plus price tag. When you look at Dawkins against Rosenstrike here, look, Biggie Boy, we know he's going to have a physical advantage against Chris Dawkins in here, almost about 20 pounds uh, heavier than Dawkins. Uh, but what do you make of Rosenstrike in this favorites role here to minus $1.70? Is he just too big for Dawkins, who will be the quicker man inside that octagon? I think it's fair to say he should be the favorite, but again, you're you're always looking at what is that win probability and what is the market saying the price is. And I think maybe there is some value on Dawkins. This is going to be a coin flip fight. I'm going to take the plus money. But when I line them up and just ignore who they are, Dawkins has the better striking metrics, believe it or not. He actually has a higher per strike knockdown rate than Rosenstruck, and Dawkins is way more accurate. So on paper, if I didn't know who these guys were, I would be like, wait a minute, fighter B, the underdog here clearly has a good shot. Then you factor in, all right, well, now I know Jarzinho has blasted some of the biggest <laughs> names in the game. Um, so I'll back off a little bit. It also concerns me. Doc is like still has a full-time job. He's a police officer. Um, is he training full-time? He doesn't look like the most in-shape heavyweight, but purely on paper, I got to go with the numbers here. I think Dawkins does have a backup plan to go to the ground. And when they're striking, he is going to be the sharper striker. So I'll take that if I'm getting plus money. And you are getting that plus money right now. And hey, look, it's a great story for Dawkins. Everybody knows it. But as you mentioned, sometimes you go, man, I, I hope he's still in the, in the gym uh, training as much because we know he has a real job outside of the octagon. But you look at that, plus 225 by KRTKRDQ. I think a lot of people might shy away from that prop read and say, well, does Dawkins have the power to hurt Biggie Boy? Do, do the numbers support that? Or do you think more decision, which is a real long shot at plus uh, 750 to win it in three rounds? 
Yeah, it's not always raw power. Some guys have a punching style where they cause knockdowns a little bit more effectively. And I, I'd really have to go to the videotape to confirm this, but some people are just better at going crosswise across the chin. They lead to more concussions. It drops people rather than straight punchers. Um, so I, I'm going to look at the numbers. It says he has dropped people faster than Jairzinho. And maybe that's a question of the talent they were facing. But on a pure strike basis, Dawkins is good at finding that chin and putting people down. So I would take that. This is a heavyweight fight. They both have elevated levels of knockdown rates. And yet Dawkins is even higher than Rosenstruck. So, yeah, I think it's a valid play, especially since he's an underdog. You're going to get big plus money on that. Yeah, absolutely. The numbers do support it. Uh, that's why we always love talking to you, Reed, about this, because you look at this stuff analytically. I do want to get to Ponzinibbio against Alex Morono here. Morono, I feel like our panel's a little bit split on this. What are the numbers showing you here uh, when you look at two guys? And I'm sure you have a lot of volume to choose from. Similar story here. I, I'm seeing value in a lot of underdogs. It's not huge value. It's this is a coin flip fight to me, and I will take the plus money. The same story applies here. Don't love that he's taking this on short notice, but he has been in there a while against consistently decent talent. Uh, he is a very uh, like effective striker. You know, he's accurate. He keeps up a pace. He keeps up good def defense. Uh, it, it's that wild card, the X factor of Ponzinibbio. He has found finishes in strange places. He looked amazing for a while. And then lately he's been on a losing streak. So which guy are we going to see here? That's a question mark. But once again, you go for situations where this could go either way. You, you see a path to victory for an underdog. You're getting plus money. One of these or two of these is going to hit for me. And that's kind of the point here. When you're finding true value in these dogs, you don't have to hit every one. You just have to hit a couple, and that's going to turn your, your night into a positive night here uh, from the betting aspect. I wonder in the main event, we've got about 90 seconds to go, when you look at Ankalaev against uh, Jan Blahovic here, the former champion Blahovic, nine young years now older than Magomed here, is this now the passing of the torch, or do you think Blahovic still has one great fight left in him? I think this is a passing of the torch. Ankalaev is dual threat. He's been rolling people. He's he's younger. He's more accurate. He's more powerful. And he has this ground game that can be dominant when he wants it to be. So I think he is the dual threat here. This is a bad matchup for Blahovic. I think um, I've seen price inflation all week. It's almost getting ridiculous. He started off a lot more reasonable. Uh, so play him early, play him fast, put him in a parlay if you have to. But I like Ankalaev here. Got about 30 seconds. Do the numbers support an underplay? Three and a half is what we're seeing. Some shops have four and a half here. Or do you think Blahovic can at least extend this fight? I think three and a half is about where I would put it because I don't think it'll end early. Blahovic is very tough. I do think Ankalaev is eventually going to pile up some damage and put him in a bad spot. I'm looking at a late finish, so I'm going to go fight does not go the distance or Ankalaev inside the distance. Ten seconds to go, Reed. Can you have white wine with, with steak? <laughs> no, of course not. We're doing a battle carp uh, Cabernet tomorrow. Just wanted to make sure. He's the best. Reed Coon, everybody. Want to thank Dan Vreeland, Jordan Sherwood, and Lou Finacaro for joining the program. Enjoy the fights. UFC 282. We'll see you next week right here. It is First Strike on Beast. Thanks for watching First Strike. Of course, subscribe on YouTube. And we always have First Strike First Look for you each and every Tuesday as we give you the best of the numbers before we get to First Strike each and every Friday. So download on iHeart, Apple, or your favorite podcast. Thanks for watching First Strike on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.